Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You get it. It's time for Beyond Okra with David the Hound Leggett. Leggett. All right, good morning. Today is Thursday, January 14th, 2016, 11.30 a.m. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Ultra with me, David the Hound Liggett. I'm happy to be here on this Thursday morning. It is very cold where I am in Pennsylvania, so I hope you guys are staying warm, whatever you're doing today. Uh, As always, the show is brought to you by P4Peace Muscle. Uh, P4P is the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you're an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free based supplement, check out P4PMuscle.com. That's P4PMuscle.com. If you guys want an additional 15% off any any of your items of purchase, then you can use my code POUND and good for 15% off. Try the uh, new ISO way. It's uh, fantastic. You'll love it. The uh, flavors are amazing. I say it every show, and I mean it every show. I love the P4P uh, supplements. There's nothing uh, extra in them that is on the WADA band substance list, so you guys can compete using day of competition and be perfectly fine. So let's dive into today's episode. Today's episode is uh, aptly named Beyond Ultra, The Road to American Ninja Warrior. Uh, That's not all the show is going to be about, but my guest today is Sean Clayton. Uh, Sean Clayton, if you guys followed American Ninja Warrior in 2015, he made it to the national finals stage two all the way out in Las Vegas, which is an amazing accomplishment. There was a lot he had to go through to get there. Um, So it's absolutely phenomenal that he made it that far. Sean is an amazing guy. He's uh, very humble. He uh, works hard. As uh, Joseph Bolton, uh, we actually name him JB from uh, P4P Muscle, always says, uh, don't trust me, trust my hustle. Then uh, Sean Clayton is the real deal when we're talking about that. He is one of the hardest working guys I know. Uh, He's a great friend of mine. We are uh, teammates on Athletics 8 as well, which is a compression gear company. Uh, I love their gear as well. I, I know Sean will tell you that he loves their gear as well. Uh, Sean and I have raced personally, even though he is far away from me. We have raced personally uh, in Pennsylvania at the Spartan Race, and uh, it's just great every time I get to see him. So he's going to talk about uh, a little bit about what it takes to uh, train, what it takes to compete, uh, basically how much how much he works between uh, you know actual working and competing and doing all this stuff, and how everybody stays strong with his family, his friends, and all of his support. So, we will get right into talking with, with Sean, and uh, we'll introduce him here. Hi, Sean. How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? Oh, good, good. It's so good to talk to you, as always. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to the uh, to the public? Yeah, I'm Sean Clayton. I am a father to two beautiful girls, Brianna and Juliana. Um, my wife Haley she's always there to support me. Um, I do obstacle races in my spare time. Um, 
I work three jobs right now. I'm working uh, UPS early in the morning. I'll go in there from anywhere from like 2 to 3 in the morning. Get off about 8 in the morning. Then uh, I'll go paint houses the rest of the day. Maybe get home around 5, something like that, 4.30. Try and get a workout in. Um, I'm also doing some coaching stuff, online coaching, writing workout plans, and then uh, taking care of the family. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And that's and I don't know if you heard my intro, Sean. I, I was talking about uh, how hard you work, and that's that's the one thing I admire about you myself is uh, it's just amazingly that you know you make time for all of that, and and you still keep going. So I, I think that's awesome, and that's something we'll talk about, you know, as, as we get going here. But uh, I, I think <laughs> I think before before we go on, everybody's going to wonder where is your accent from, Sean? My accent, I guess. I guess I've grown the South Carolina accent. I moved here when I was five, so I guess that's what I'm getting now. <laughs> I know for you, you're like an accent. What are you talking about? You're the one with the accent, probably talking on my end. I'm, uh, I'm a Yankee from New England, so you can imagine, you can imagine how we're, uh, we're completely different. But I know everybody's gonna say that's that's very interesting, you know, the way he speaks. So again, for you, it's not an accent. For me, it is. So sorry, sorry to put it that way, but uh, I, I like it. So people are just probably going to be curious of where where it comes from. So I'm assuming where you are, it is nice and warm today, or or fairly mild. Um, it actually warmed up a little today. I mean, it's in. I think it's going to get into the 60s, but it's usually about 50 during the day. Is what it's been. Night, it's been getting cold. Well, cold for me, it's like in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envious. It's probably about. Uh, 12 degrees maybe right now, Ryan? <laughs> nice. So um, we, you, you talked about uh, basically, you, you know, you work three jobs and you come home and work out. What, what, how do you have time to work out? And what is, what is basically like, I mean, you train. You obviously train for a reason. And what do you actually train for? And basically, what, what is your type of workout that, that you're actually doing, Sean? Um, really, I mean, my main thing for training is just it's giving me a lot of platforms to impact people um i kind of grew up had a you know kind of rough upbringing so now like i've gotten a lot of opportunities through that to talk to kids that um you know were on drugs and things like that like i was and um i've been able to speak at schools and um i mean that's really the thing that drives me on is just the people that i can impact um uh, my workouts they kind of look like most of them are kind of crossfit style um, I do a lot. I've been doing a lot more running lately, trying to get a little bit faster so I can try and hit a couple podiums. But yeah, for the most part, like I do a lot of every minute on the minute workouts. That's that was the bulk of my training for American Ninja Warrior, and then just pairing that with like maybe do a twenty minute workout where I'm doing uh, seven chin ups and seven dips every minute on the minute for twenty twenty five minutes, something like that, or. Um, holding weight, like I'd hold, I'd grab my fat bar, throw 185 pounds on there, hold it for like 20 seconds, drop it, and do that for like 20 minutes. So, yeah, a lot of... Yeah, and, and that stuff. type of workout with the bar, that's that's awesome for your grip strength, right? For Obviously for American Ninja Warrior and uh, Officer Enforcer. That's amazing. So, uh, you know, people that are listening, they, he, he talks about every minute on the minute and for 25 minutes. And people are probably going to go seven seven reps of, of two workouts. But uh, honestly, guys, if you're working every minute on the minute, it's uh, it's a, it, it's grueling. I mean, honestly, you hear him say seven reps of two sets. That's, you know, 14 reps every minute. But uh, 
after a while, that first minute, the first minute goes goes real fast, and then they start like just you, you begin to get to the point where you actually don't get the rest. So that's that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's, uh, and I'm sure at some point that that's uh, that's hammering your cardio up pretty decently too, as well as your strength. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. So yeah. So you basically have you gotten into uh, parkour at all? in addition to any of these things? Like, did, did you actually get into doing any of that stuff? Because I, I see a lot of times where people go from obstacle course racing to parkour to, the, you know, they want to delve into American Ninja Warriors since it became so popular. Did you actually get into parkour, Sean? Not really a lot. Like, I, I've done some little stuff. Like, if I see something cool, then I'll be like, oh, okay, I could do this. I could jump over this. But I wouldn't, like, there wouldn't be a day where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go parkour right now. It'd just be something like, oh, I see this. That looks cool. I have a video camera. Let's do it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I remember your submission for American Ninja Warrior. And, I, and it actually looked, it actually looked, uh, you know, you were doing like flips and, and things like that that were parkour. So you just kind of went out and said, you know what, I'm just going to try that. I saw somebody do it. I'm going to try it. And, and obviously you were successful at it. It was absolutely amazing. It looked like you've been doing it for like 30 years. <laughs> yeah, that was um we went out to the school and I wanted to I wanted to do some dips. They had like a really high um cage where they had the baseball field to block the foul balls and stuff. So I wanted to climb up to the top of that and do some dips and then my buddy was like, You think you climb on top of there? So like you know, I ended up climbing on top of this building and I'm like honestly that, that flyby where he's flying behind me, that was just the first run. I was just trying to figure out stuff to do running through there. So you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, if, again, if you guys are listening, this, this is what makes Sean amazing. Like, I don't know if I would have looked at a backdrop for baseball things, but, you know, I'm going to climb to the top of that. And that's <laughs> – I mean, I'm crazy myself, but that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, delving in, we – you started out with obstacle course racing. How did that go for you? I know you said you want to build up more speed, but how is obstacle course racing going for you currently? Um, it's – it's going pretty well. Um, actually, the start of this year, it was really up in the air. My my main cash sponsor said that they may not be uh, sponsoring athletes this year, so um, or in that way anyways. And so I was like, I didn't know if I was even going to be able to race this year. And um, I ended up sending messages to a couple other sponsors, and they were like, all right, I think I can help you out with this. And so as of right now, it's going pretty good. It looks like I'm going to be running – Get a bit of Spartan races again, and hit up a couple battle frogs. Um, maybe that's do a awesome. terrain race. But, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, how how do you like? Well, how do you like each each series? Like, I know Spartan race differs from battle frog. We both run. We both run both of them. But uh, do do you have a favorite? Like a favorite series of awesome course racing, or is it just is it just you know, hey, if it's out there, I'll run it, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. So you can go podium or, or do whatever we got to do. Um, I do have a favorite. My favorite is definitely Battle Frog. I mean, and that's because, like, it plays to my strengths. And, like, I get a lot of slack sometimes because I'm, I'm hard on Spartan Race. But, I mean, I love Spartan Race. Don't get me wrong. That's where it all started for me, and I'll be running Spartan Races till you know, till I can't run them anymore. And um, the thing is with Battle Frog is it just caters to my strengths more. It's more obstacle-based. Everything has to be completed. Uh, the rigs are super tough. So for somebody that's not as strong of a runner like myself, but can do really tough obstacles. It really plays to my strengths. And then on top of that, they pay out to the top 10, and I can usually get in the top 10 and make a little bit of money, so that's always nice. Yeah, 
That's yeah, that's that's awesome actually. Um, for those of you again that are listening, Sean says he's not a fast runner. Sean Sean actually can beat me pretty easily on the mountain. So <laughs> take that for a grain of salt. Sean is very fast. He's being humble. Um, I I know what you mean though. For like you know, when some of the top guys are, are ridiculous, especially like when you talk about Ryan Atkins. Um, the guy's like a blur. I see him on the storyline and I never see him again. <laughs> Right, yeah, and like when I say slow, I mean those guys are running like they can run consecutive like five thirty miles for you know however yeah. long the race is, and I'm like I can maybe hold like a seven thirty eight. Yeah, and we're talking trails too. So it's not even like it's not even five minutes on the road. This is uh you know rough terrain that these guys are pulling down. Right, it's absolutely something to watch. So yeah, so I want to bring up a funny story. Sean and I were in Pennsylvania probably about two years ago, and uh, <clears throat> Battlefrog had just burst on the scene. And they were doing uh, basically they wanted athletes to go out and, and sponsor Battlefrog. And, and Sean, Sean did something. Sean, I think you know where I'm going with this. Sean did something funny that uh, ended up being on television, um, and he got yelled at the next day by by, by Spartan Race. But it, it was actually funny. You were wearing Battlefrog arm sleeves. And yeah. Joe, Joe Desna came up to the starting line while we were on NBC Sports. And uh, you you somehow got into basically photo bombing. Yeah. And uh, that didn't go over so well, did it, John? <laughs> no, I don't think it did, man. I've actually I've never even talked to Joe, um, Joe Desna ever. I'd, I'd like to talk to him if I ever get a chance. But, um, yeah, it was pretty funny. He's standing in front of me, and then I'm in the background. I got the battle frog sleeves on. Probably wasn't very happy about that. That picture kind of went viral in the OCR world. It did, and I remember us talking on Sunday. They 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 uh they basically warned you not to cause any more trouble the next day. They're like, oh, you're that Sean Clayton guy. Don't uh, don't cause any more problems today. And even though it's not a problem, because you know a lot of people promote other obstacle courses, and you know that's that's the that's the good nature of the sport is uh we all we all have a good time, and that's just part of part of good clean fun. So you know. Uh, and I and I I don't know like you said I don't know if Joe took it took it you know wrong but I don't think he did it was just funny that they they kind of warned you like hey don't cause any more trouble today <laughs> yeah that was I, I kind of became famous for that overnight at Spartan Race they knew my name coming through the gate I'm like you guys have never even talked to me now you know my name <laughs> that was funny <laughs> yeah it's uh like I say it's all it's all good natured I mean. You know, the, the sport isn't regulated by you have to wear certain clothing and certain, uh, you know, certain brands when you step on the starting line. So that's, that's what makes it fun. And obviously, each race has its its strength. And, you know, Spartan Race will tell you, Battlefront will tell you, they, they compete at some level, obviously, for, for racers and runners. But both have established absolutely really well. So I don't think they're, they're in any type of competition at all. I don't know how you feel about that, Sean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you know they both they both want to be making money for sure. I'm like, you know, being an athlete, I want the sport to grow. So I want people doing Battle Frog and Spartan Race. So I got no problem talking about either of them. I mean, they're both good. Um, especially, I mean, if you're an elite athlete, you you're a fast runner, then Spartan Race is going to cater more to your strength. Um, if you're an obstacle guy, Battle Frog is going to cater more to it. But I really love both of them, love the atmosphere, love the people. So, I mean, I just hope the sport grows. That's awesome. Hey, uh, you posted a while back about uh, 
going into Ninja Core, a Ninja Core event. Do you want to talk about what Ninja Core is? What's that? Do you want to? Uh, you posted. You posted. A, you hashtag a photo when you're going to do a going to do a competition prior to, uh, I guess, uh, American Ninja Warrior, and you hashtag Ninja Core, and that comes up a lot. Do you uh, do you want to explain what Ninja Core basically is? Yeah, the Ninja Core is actually a gym down in Georgia, and they have like it's kind of like it's really set up for American Ninja Warrior, but it's kind of just like you know goes over the whole sport, the American Ninja Warrior and parkour. They're kind of a lot of the athletes are involved in both of them, but like specifically Ninja Core is a gym down in Georgia, and they have some awesome obstacles set all up. And um, I've been there to train a couple of times. I went there for a competition not too long ago. Uh, it's Great place to train. If you're training for American Ninja Warrior and you're in Atlanta, Georgia, that's the place to go for sure. Oh, fantastic. Um, so there aren't many gyms around that you can train train like that. So you have to basically go out and find your own options. Do you make your own or do you go out and uh, and find places that, that simulate basically the race? Uh, how, how do you go about preparing for, for those, uh, those style races? Um, well, I mean, like, for the American Ninja Warrior, that's, like, there's really no gyms around where I'm at in Columbia. The closest is that one in Atlanta. It's three hours away. And then there's um, a newer one in uh, in Mike Cook's backyard in North Carolina. He built this huge obstacle course. It's really cool. It's about three and a half hours away. So training for that, I built um, I built a salmon ladder in the back where you're doing the pull-up with the bar and you're jumping up. Um, to the next rungs, you got to go up at least four of them, and then uh, I build a pegboard as well. Then I also do rock climbing at one of the gyms in Columbia, just to um, you know keep myself strong with the upper body and everything. Now, do you do you uh, talk about rock rock climbing? Do you do you do bouldering or do you do like on rope, like strictly climbing? Uh, I do a little bit of both. I prefer bouldering because it's, it's just so tough and. I don't, I don't like being on a rope as much, but I do, like, they've got a big climbing wall in the gym, and I'll go in there every now and then and see what I can climb. I, I have fun with both, for sure. It's just, usually I'll be in there bouldering. It's not as long. You can get a lot of friends in there and stuff like that to mess around with. Everybody can go at different levels and things like that. So. And I, I bring up bouldering. People know what it is. Do you want to explain what bouldering is to, to those that don't know what bouldering is? What's that? Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Sometimes there's connections and things. Do you want to explain to those that don't know what bouldering is, what, what bouldering actually is? Yeah, so, like, bouldering is, um, there's shorter climbs, usually. You're not going to be climbing up real high. Um, I don't know, maybe, like, 10, 15 feet. I guess there's some bigger ones, like, if you're going out and then, uh, like, Colorado or something like that. But in most gyms, it seems like you're going to be around... 15 feet maybe tops but it's tougher holds it's usually like there's usually a couple really tough moves and um different levels they start uh at a v1 that will be like your lowest level and that'll be a really easy hold there'll be a lot of good grips that you can get your hands on and then as you go up the grips get smaller um, or farther apart or they get like really specific the movements that you have to make to be able to um solve the problem and uh you know get through that route and those are entirely uh rope free so you're not you're not harnessed in or anything to that effect correct right yeah 
about. So, American Ninja Warrior, we'll touch on that, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about your coaching and, and workout plans afterwards. That way, people can get a get a feel for what you did, and then and then how you could you could possibly help them. They can go online and check everything out. But American Ninja Warrior. So, how did how did you how did you get into that? Was it basically you just, you know, you saw it or you've been watching it for a while or, or how, how did you get into American Enjoyer from Optimus Force Series and Um, Well, that that's kind of funny. Like, really, I didn't think, I, I'd seen it a couple of times and I was, I wanted to try it eventually, but I was, I just thought I didn't have the strength to do it. It looked, it looks insanely tough. I've, I had only seen a couple clips of it. And so, like, my family was like, you should really try out for this. You know, friends, they were like, American Ninja Warrior, you need to go out there. And I was like, you know what, I'll throw in a video and just see what happens. And so I submitted a video with 44,000 other people, and uh, they gave me the call. So I'm like, okay. Like, two weeks before I went there, like, I didn't realize how all this stuff, like, worked. And, like, I started watching clips on YouTube. Like, I'd never seen the show. Like, I never watched a full episode or anything like that. And so, like, I didn't understand, like, all the obstacles and how they worked. So I started watching these clips on YouTube, and I'm like, what have I got myself into? So, it's kind of funny, uh, but, I mean, it ended up working out well. That's that's uh, that's cool, actually. Um, So where did you – you went to – basically, they go to, like, a regional event first where you have to run the course and you have to be uh, tops in the – you know, in, in, in that particular event. Where did you do your regional qualifying? My regional qualifying was in Orlando, pretty much where the southeast goes. They had uh, six different regional qualifiers, and then they do the regional finals in the same place. And then if you make it through, you have to be – you finish in, if you finish in the top 30 in the qualifier, then you can move on to the regional finals, and then – in the regional finals, if you're in the top 15, you move on to national finals. That's fantastic. And you actually, and you actually got the nationals. Yeah, I got the nationals. Um, once you're at the national finals, you have to finish every stage. So, like in the qualifiers and the finals, if the obstacles are too tough and enough people are falling off, as long as you make it far enough faster than the other people, then you can still move on. And I had actually I actually hadn't even finished a course before I got to the national finals. I'd fell off on an earlier obstacle. I just made it fast enough to it that I was able to keep moving on. And then in national finals on stage one is the first one that I made it through. And where where was national finals? National finals are in Las Vegas. That's awesome. that's big yeah. Oh I'm I'm sure that was I'm sure that was fun not even running American Ninja Warrior at Las Vegas. I'm sure you probably had a good time to go us there, but uh, that's, that's pretty cool that you made it all the way out there. And uh, we were talking before the show that I don't know if you're aware of that uh, fellow P4P sponsored athlete uh, also runs runs with you and made it to Nationals as well, uh, Kevin Bull. And uh, I think that's kind of cool that, that, you know, he Kevin Kevin's known for being uh you know having the top times on you know the, the regional qualifiers and, and a lot of the a lot of the courses so I think that's kind of cool that you guys got to like meet up and, and do things like that so it's uh I think that's that's a pretty good experience especially uh you like you said you never even saw the full show before and then you you know you get all the way out there and, and you know get to meet with these guys these also amazing athletes like how was that experience meeting meeting people of that effect like. Levi Muhlenberg and, you know, Kevin Bull and all those guys. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. It's a really humbling experience just to be out there, honestly. I mean, you know, I've got the picture of stage two. All of us made it on there, and they got everybody out there, Neil Craver and um, the whole Wolf Pack and all those guys. You know I mean? So it's just, I mean, it was just cool to be a part of it. Um, definitely meeting those guys. Most of them are really cool, um, pretty down-to-earth, humble guys. So that was, that was cool talking about different training techniques and all kinds of stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. That, yeah, that that's 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 pretty neat. Um, you know, another another guy that actually made it out there is uh, Ben Mellick, and he and I actually are sponsored on a, on a shoe company together. So it's amazing how many how many different walks of life there are that just can combine together and, and meet up. And I I think like you said, it's humbling, but it's still pretty cool because you know these are guys that everybody will go to the regionals or the finals and go, Oh man, you know, it's, it's Kevin and it's Ben. It's, 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 well now you, it's now Sean Clayton, you know? Um, sure. but at the same time, you know, you guys are all just hardworking athletes, you know, you have home jobs and families and things you go to. So I, I think that's, that's pretty neat how American Ninja Warrior, I think just showcases the, the work ethic that you guys put in and, uh, you know, how much you guys actually put out also to get there. So I, I think that's pretty awesome that you made it there, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was definitely fun. <laughs> hey, do you have, I'm going to ask you, do you have any favorite obstacles on American Ninja Warrior? Um, let's see. Favorite obstacle. I, I really actually enjoyed the tires, um, those, like, floating tires that they had on the regional qualifier for Stage 1. That was a pretty right. fun obstacle, you either, like, jump from a trampoline to this pole, and then you reach, and you grab these tires, and you have to swing across them. Um, it was pretty challenging. It knocked off quite a few people, but I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, I've seen photos of that one. That does look, that does look pretty fun. Um, so how much did you train, did you train to get to American Ninja Warrior? Was it basically the same regiment that we talked about uh, first off in the show, or, or did you go, did you go out more out once you saw the, the regional course, did you did you change your training program to, to get through the next couple stages? Uh, I did change it a little bit, but it was really like it was still a lot of every minute on the minute workouts, but I I changed up some of the exercises and added more exercises and I actually I stopped running pretty much because, I mean with three jobs I don't have a lot of time so um I wasn't running as much. I actually gained ten pounds of muscle like before I went there, which was like it was kind of nice being strong, but then it was like I was heavy, too. I was heavier than I've ever been at 186. But, um, I mean, it still it still worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so you you now said you do uh, coaching and online workout plans. Uh, I know you do have a uh, personal training degree as well. Um, well, certificate. I'm sorry, not degree. But you studied, I know you studied your butt off for that because I remember you – posting a year or two ago about, you know, you, you went to work, you worked out, and then you're staying up till all hours of the night studying to be, you know, a certified personal trainer. And uh, and I'm yeah. sure that's all helped you get into into coaching, correct? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's all I've done right now. I definitely want to get some uh, nutrition classes soon if I can. That's kind of the next goal. But, um, yeah, I've been doing, like, online coaching, writing workout plans for people, um, depending on what they want to train for and stuff. We've got all kinds of people that I've worked with, military and um law enforcement, um 
everyday people who just want to lose weight. So, yeah, I've done, done quite a few. So, what I mean, do you do you, so people come to you and they say, you know, Sean, I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle or I want to be, you know, lean and, you know, I want to look good and, and at the beach in the summertime. So, you basically can, can sit down, find out what their goals are, what their workout ethic is. Um, how much they they are going to be able to invest in a week, and you can just you can just write up a plan for them. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Find out what they want to do. Um, tell them how kind of how I plan would plan to do that, and see if they think they can stick with it. And then if they can, I write out a plan and go from there. Nice. Um, and I mean, do you have success stories at at, at this point? I mean, I, there's got to be people that just say, you know what, after after having your plan. You know, it's, it's amazing, and I feel better. And I mean, how how has that helped you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge to watch people, you know, hit the goals that you know the things that they want to do. Um, I got clients that have lost weight that they were, you know, they really wanted to do. Um, I've taken military people that they'd never been on, you know, a ruck that was over like twelve miles, so I've taken them out onto like um, one night we did a thirty mile ruck with them, so. I mean, people are, like, amazed when they, like, see that they can actually do some of this stuff. So that's, that definitely helps me, you know, helping other people hit those goals. Nice. And basically, and basically, it, it's a lot about attitude, I think, Sean, with, with working out. Like, I mean, people say, oh, I'm going to, you know, the New Year's resolution here, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by March. And a lot of people just give up. And... and I, I think you and I can both can both attest to that uh, the human body is capable of amazing things as long as you're you're strong willed for it. So, do you have any advice for people that that go and try and just you know just decide? Well, you know what? It's easier for me to sit in the house and not go work out or not go run than to actually go and and, and do it. Do you have any advice for for someone like that? Um. I mean, it's you know, it's it's one of those things that you just have to decide to do. I mean, it's going to be hard work, and it, you know, if it wasn't, then everybody would, you know, be in great shape. But I mean, you just have to change the way you think about certain things. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes. I was smoking like two packs a day when I was in Afghanistan, and um, you know, I had to change how I thought about that. Like a lot of people, they're like, "Well, I have to quit smoking." Well, I'm depriving myself of a cigarette. Well, you're really looking at it the wrong way. You should be looking at what you have to gain from it. You know, you're going to be able to breathe better. You're going to save money. You're not going to smell like cigarettes all the time. You have to look at the positives in the thing instead of the negatives. So, yeah, I mean, you think about a workout. Okay, man, that's really going to hurt. Oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. Well, you know, I mean, what do you want to be doing in 20 years? You want to be able to, like I think a lot about my kids. I want to be able to, when my daughters are in their teens, I want to be able to run around with them. If they're like, oh, Dad, I'm going to go run this marathon, I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'll go run it with you. You know, that's, those are the kind of things that I try to think about. Right, and and that's that's good motivation, and I, I like that that type of uh, <clears throat> motivation for a lot of people because I see the same thing. I see people that, that just are generally unhealthy, and especially at uh, at midlife, like 30 years old, 40 years old, and people think, I guess, at that point that they can just, you know, I'm 40, I, I you know, what do I have last? You know, I'm just going to give up and quit. But honestly, uh, you guys heard Sean say that he smoked. He was in, you know, he's in the military, and he smoked, and by the way, thank you for your service, Sean. Um, okay. 
smoked and he gave it up, understanding that, you know, he has a family, he has a wife, he has, he has two daughters, and basically people that are going to be looking for him, you know, 10, 15 years down the road to still be there, still be, be with them and be, like you said, active and healthy. And, you know, he wants to be around for his kids. And I think if anybody's out there listening that, that doesn't, that doesn't feel like they just want to go to the gym or they look outside one day and say, you know what, it's just easier for me to go back and lay down and bed. Just remember that. Remember that that you control your future. And, uh, you know, Sean, I, I don't know if you remember, I was 240 pounds. And when I was 240 pounds, I didn't do your crap. I didn't care. I sat around. I laid, I laid around all day until it was time to go to work. And then I go to work and I come home and lay around, eat whatever I wanted. And just, I didn't care. People told me, oh, you're fat, you know, you're going to lose weight. And I laughed. I, I thought it was a joke. And then, you know, one day I realized that being sick all the time, uh, it wasn't a good feeling. So, you know, that was my motivation. Yeah. Certainly different than, than yours, Sean, but, you know, that was my motivation to, to get work back to where I am today. So, right. you know, we don't, that's what I'm trying to tell everybody here is that, you know, we both have different outlooks on, on, on how we became healthy and fit and, and that way, but we both have the same goal. And, you know, like you said, you're just to be around for your kids, which is, which is fantastic. I now have a niece and nephew that, you know, I want to be around for. They're they're young. They're nine and eleven, and you know, they look up to their yeah. uncle. And my nephew wants to run. And you know, I mean, it's it's fantastic that you turned your life around as well, Sean. You know, I think you're you're on the you're on the, the, the positive track, buddy. Yeah, I man, that's awesome transformation too. I remember seeing. I think I've seen you posting pictures on Facebook and stuff, man. That's awesome job. I appreciate that. And that was all, like you said, hard work. Everybody came to me. I lost, uh, I did it the wrong way. I mean, honestly, if you guys are going to go out and lose weight and, and do what we did and, and just kind of change your life around, maybe consult a doctor. I lost uh, 90 pounds in six months. And it was literally, <laughs> it was literally seven days a week, Sean. It was, it was like, I would go run on, on like a Monday and 24 hours later I'd go lift. And then, you know, 24 hours later I'd go run again. It was basically like seven days a week, and they were like, you know, doctors could tell me you need to rest, and they're like, well, you know, I'm getting 24 hours off. You know, it was like 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm getting 24 hours off. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but honestly, I paid that price. You know, I, I ended up having uh, four heart surgeries and the gallbladder removed and everything just because I didn't do it properly. So, yeah. I, you know, um, but I appreciate that. And like you said, it's hard work. And if it, if it wasn't hard, everybody would be in tremendous shape and would all look like supermodels and, you know, have big, huge muscles and then, you know, what what would be there to work for. But honestly, you know, I don't know how you, how you feel about it, Sean, but I don't know if people came to you, but people would always come to me and go, oh, did you take something? Did you have a surgery? You know, did, how did you lose all that weight? And, and as soon as I tell them it's hard work, people just kind of like, Purse their lips at you. I mean, do you get that a lot when you tell somebody, you know, hey, this isn't going to be an overnight transformation. It's not going to be simple, but you're going to like what you get in, you know, four months, five months, six months. Right. Yeah, I mean, all this it takes time. I remember, like, I was watching a UFC fight recently, and um, I think it was, it was Robbie Lawler that the Robbie Lawler that was fighting, and um, they asked him about the final punch, and they were like, you know, tell me about that final punch, and he was like. It's not one punch, you know. That is just years of hard work and hitting the gym. That's you know, that's what led to that one punch. And I mean, that's kind of how it is for all of us. That you know, whatever level we're training at, or um, you know, what we're trying to do with competing, or just everyday life. You know, you 
you work hard for it, and you know, over time, you start to get those results. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. And I and like you said, and I appreciate I appreciate you talking about uh, my transformation, your transformation as well. And it, it's it's amazing to see people trans transform. You know, they show they show the, the picture of when they start their workout. The people that stay on it, it's absolutely amazing to see how how people look so different. You know, uh, even just weeks weeks after starting, you can you can see the, the amazing transformations. And you know, and, and I'm glad that you decided. You know, in addition to three jobs and and, and you know family and working out and everything, that that you want to help other people achieve those goals. And I I think that's I think that's fantastic of you, Sean. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, how you know how hard is it? How hard is it to go about coaching? Like you, you know, do you, do you study? Like you said, you want to get into nutrition and everything. Like how much? How much do you research to to basically be able to to, to give people? And how much is like trial and error? If you, if you get wrong, what I'm asking. Yeah, there's like um, there's some stuff that's like trial and error. Um, you know, a lot went into my certification, all the hours I spent. I was literally sleeping like three hours a night for like three months just trying to study for that thing. And um, I mean, it's, you know, I, I read articles, you know, online constantly. You know, something's popping up in my news feed. I check it out. You gotta be careful with a lot of that stuff because you never know, you know, exactly where all of it comes from. So you definitely want to check your sources. Um, some of the stuff with trial and error, there's been, you know, there's been times when I've been like, hey, uh, would you be interested in trying this out? And, you know, cut them. usually it'll be like one of my family members, you know, I'll be like, hey, you want to try out this diet, see if this works or something like that, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I, I do some trial and error. I kind of do that with, like, clients. So, you know, I, a lot of the recent clients that I've had, have, their main goal has just been losing weight. And so, you know, once you... I mean, the biggest thing is eating and that, or, you know, what people are eating and, um, you know, getting people a little bit more active and eating the right thing, you know, that changes the whole thing right there. So, I mean, that stuff's a little more simple. Once you get into, like, coaching elite athletes, you know, it gets, you really have to be studying what they're doing and, um, you know, how to train specifically for whatever sport they're doing. Right. It's it, uh you, know, you talk about eating the uh, the one hashtag I use. Is, uh, I, I know I'm like the king of hashtags. You guys probably get sick of that at my at my feed. But uh, the one the one hashtag I use, and it was from uh, one of the clothing companies that that I represent, is uh, is uh, eat clean, train dirty. And I think that's one of my motivators to you know when I when I open up a refrigerator or I open up a cabinet. Um, you don't necessarily have bad food in the house, but you know I. I can choose, you know, when I walk up to the refrigerator, do you know, do I do I drink do I drink an iced tea if I have an iced tea in there or do you know, do I do I drink water that's usually my right. refrigeration my refrigerator is like ninety bottles of water sitting in there. But you know, I I think just, just that motivation of uh clean eating is, is a like you said, a big step for uh becoming extremely healthy. Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, for the people listening that think it's really hard, I mean, for me, it got a lot easier with time. You know, the more that you get used to doing something, you know, the better you want to eat. Or, you know, I know, like, I remember I finished my first Spartan race, and uh, I came home, and I ate 
a bag, a whole bag of Lay's chips, and I spent the whole night throwing up, and it was like, it's the worst thing ever. And so, like as I've learned, you know, I've learned what to eat. I know what's going to make me feel a certain way, so it makes it easier. You know, I know I don't want to drink a soda because I know I'm going to feel after I drink that. You know, yeah. it does get easy. You know, and, and I have a similar story. When I was uh, 240 pounds, I got hurt at work uh, when I had seven reconstructive surgery on both of my hands. And I still remember this visit, and, and I don't ever want to go back to it. I came home from a surgery. Just like you said, you came home from, from a spartan right? I know it's different things, but you came home and you grabbed a whole bag of chips. Well, I was so hungry after the surgery, 240 pounds. I remember my wife asking me what I wanted. I had 40 chicken McNuggets, 40. I had two large fries and a two-liter soda. I dumped it in a mixing bowl. Uh, it's not soda, but I dumped everything in a mixing bowl, and I sat there in front of the TV until everything was gone. Oh, man. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's where I came from. I came from eating that to, you know, like last night I, I went and uh, I had, we had burgers out, but I had a lean turkey burger, you know. To, so you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, how much eating has has just basically just changed changed the way changed the way everything goes. I mean that that could be contributing to why I felt sick all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was on the. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I, I read about like paleo and things like that, and I don't I don't necessarily follow a diet plan. And I know that's where maybe when you get your nutritionist. Certification, I can come to you, Sean, because uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a guy that came from. I never ate vegetables before, so okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any encouragement for people that want to try vegetables. I, I'm, I'm getting there. Like I still can't eat tomatoes. I tried a tomato once, and uh, my one buddy that that lives near me, uh, we used to cross it together. He's also a uh, elite Spartan racer. He would tell me just stop acting like a child and just eat vegetables, and the, the the vivid imagination I have is I remember that in the back of my mind. He said, "Tell me, stop acting like a child, just eat them." And I went out one day, Sean, and I grabbed a cherry tomato and I ate it, and I dry heaved so hard that I almost broke my ribs. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I can't. I mean, so, so I think I'll be coming to you to try and try and help me out and get maybe like a little more lean. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, do you have any, do you have any helpful tips maybe that uh, we can get past the, the uh, do, you, do you think it's just mindset of, like vegetables or I mean what do you think what do you think the draw off is sometimes there's a lot of people out there that oh vegetables I'm not touching them. yeah I don't know I mean I guess I would think that'd be like I mean to me I would say it was a mental thing because I mean like I have no problem eating vegetables but I mean like like you were talking about kids too like that you know, kids don't want to eat vegetables and stuff like that. Um, they're gonna watch their parents. Like my my daughters, they they eat all kinds of vegetables. You know, they don't have a problem eating vegetables. They eat boiled eggs. They'll eat salmon. I mean, like a lot of things like kids won't like. You know, fish and things like that. They'll eat it all because they see me doing it. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it gets easier with time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like a drier vegetable instead of like a like a juicy tomato or something like that. So that pops in your mouth and makes you dry heave, right? Yeah. It's funny because if they're in something and I don't know they're in it, I can I can eat it. But if I, as soon as I see it, maybe it's like a lot of But maybe I started out at two, you know, again, we're talking, I was 240 pounds and ate like, you know, 40 McNuggets. And like, ugh. 
you know, and I didn't know things like vegetables, but I understand, and, and I think that's what that's what's helping me, Sean. Now is uh, I understand that you know, like like you give a workout plan, and there's and there's guys like you, like I have a trainer here that there's guys like you that work hard in giving us this plan, and what's the point of, of giving somebody a plan if they're not gonna they're not gonna attempt and and make the plan to like eat clean? So you know, right. I, I make the attempt. I make these attempts. Honestly, I'm up to. I, I can eat uh, carrots now. I actually went the other week and bought carrots and just sat there and ate raw carrots. And I, nice. I was like, wow, I've never done this five years ago. You know, it's it's different. Yeah. It's different. And I guess I guess the thing is, you got to have to commit to the lifestyle, to this lifestyle. And like you said, it's not easy. And you know, it, for people that are listening, it's not like we just woke up one day and we're fit. You know, I still struggle daily with my eating and. It's a shame because at work guys know me as the dessert guy. That's my that's my uh, that's my indulgence is desserts. And every time there's someone drops off like food or stuff for us at work, they're like, oh, oh, hey, look, there's a dessert. You might want this. So that's uh, you know probably not a not a good good way to be known there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll probably eat a dessert and then run you know 15 miles the next day, but. It's it's probably just evening evening itself out. So now I appreciate the work that you put in for you know making workout plans for for people and and coaching. And like I said, that's that's something I understand and I respect when someone someone shows me how to do something. And the companies that I represent now, basically, you know, they're all about clean eating and you know just a clean lifestyle. And I've been pushing myself to get there. And you know what, Sean, like you said, you you know you went back to no running and everything. I notice that the cleaner I eat, and I don't know if you notice the same thing, the cleaner I eat and the more I work out, like, the more solid, the more cut, the, like, the bigger I, I'm starting to become. Like, and I'm not a huge guy. I'm, I'm all six foot, 170 pounds, you know, but I notice a big difference in, in the diet change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely noticeable over time, you know. I think back to the things that I used to eat, all the fast food and, you know, <laughs> fast food, smoking cigarettes and all that stuff. It's like, man, I can't believe the body kept up with it for so long, you know. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you there. I remember uh, sitting in a, in a doctor's office once and they said, uh, they said, do you, oh, I wonder if you still have a fatty liver. I'm like, what? And they're like, hey, you have a, because, you know, I was, I was fat and I ate fat and I, and I, ate, I ate crappy. And I guess I didn't realize the toll it had taken on my body. And that was one of the that was one of the reasons why back in two thousand and nine I decided, you know what, enough's enough. It's time to get off your ass and, and start working and, and not be sick and not die early. And I remember when the doctor just, just nonchalantly said it, like, Oh, do you still have a I don't think you have a fatty liver anymore? I was like, Fatty liver, that's horrible. You know, why did anybody ever tell me before? But you know, I heard those words and it was like, All right, time, time, it's enough. So uh, I mean, I think I think like you said, maybe something over time. But I think if I keep thinking about that, that might be encouragement enough to just you know sit down and, and as my buddy says, uh, stop acting like a child. I guess <laughs> you know, I'm a grown man. But uh, you know, do, how do you see yourself in uh, in 2016? You said you're going to race more more obstacle course races. Are you gonna Are you gonna go back out for American Ninja Warrior? Are you gonna make another run or another season? Yeah, I'm definitely going to give that a shot. That's, like, the one competition that I feel like has beat me, you know? Like, most things, like, I can get through no matter what it's been. I've been able to get through it. And, 
you know, that one is definitely got, I got a chip on my shoulder for that. So I actually submitted my video about a week ago. So now it's just waiting. It's the same application process. No matter how far you get, you still got to do the same questions all over again and do the video. So hopefully they'll pick me up. That sounds good. And that, you know, I think that's what makes American Ninja Warrior unique. Like you said, you could, you could probably win the whole thing at some point in, at some year Next year, you're still, you know, back to square to one, you know, you submit the application. I think that's what makes that show amazing is that it gives everybody the opportunity. It's not just, oh, well, you know, Sean, Sean was here at the finals or Kevin was here at the finals and Levi was here and, you know, and they just go, well, we'll bring them back. So I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I hope you make it all the way, obviously. I don't know who, who wouldn't want to root for somebody makes it all the way, but. Do you are you going to uh, go down in Ninja Core anymore? Are you going to build more obstacles, or are you just going to kind of stay where you are and and you know? I mean, I guess at some point some of the obstacles are 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 not only about strength but about just you know catching the grip right and things like that. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to need to hit some more of those like gyms, either Ninja Core or like I said, go up to Mike Cook's place and um. North Carolina to do some training up there. Um, definitely technique on obstacles. That actually took me out of um, the last uh, Ninja Core competition. I actually, I went out on, they do four stages. I went out on stage one on the third obstacle. It was pretty embarrassing and tough to deal with, but it was just something that I'd never tried before. So there was, you know, a little bit of technique to it that I didn't know and didn't have. So it's definitely good to have it, but I mean, Last year, the bulk of my work was just, like, strength work, trying to train for it, and it worked out pretty well. So um, strength training here at the house will be the bulk of it, and then, you know, probably getting into the last few weeks um, if I get selected. You know, I, they usually call it, seemed like a month before um, I went out there. So with a month before, you know, I can go train, do some technique stuff, figure all that out. Sure. And do you do you ever do you train with other people at all or, or do you just kinda of like one wolf it? Um, for the most part it's just me. Um it's tough to find people that want to train at a really high level, you know, all the time. And so most of my training is solo. A lot of times like when I'm doing uh when I'm going to those big gyms and stuff, usually there'll be other people there. Um I trained with Neil Craver. You probably remember him from the show, uh, The Golden Ninja. And I trained with him a few times. Um, and usually, like I said, if we're going to a gym, you know, we'll send out a message or something, be like, we're going to be here on this day, and everybody will go out there and have fun. So. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I presume that uh, – well, now I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Sean. And how long how long do you put in a day to, to train for? I mean, do you, do you shoot for a certain time, or you just go, you know what, I'm tired and you know, I can't I can't pick anything up anymore. Do you, do you shoot for that that kind of workout, or, or how do you how do you how do you tailor your workouts for that show? Um, yeah, like a lot of it is like the time. Um, like also depending on how much time I have before I have to do something, I try not to take too much time from the kids or anything like that so if they're home then I might do like a shorter every minute on the minute workout um, if they're out somewhere with my wife going to visit um, our in-laws they live pretty close and stuff so 
go go visit them a lot, and I'll um I'll go run for I don't know an hour, hour and a half, something like that. But um, big, a lot of. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna right. say, like a lot of them end up being like the every minute on the minute workouts, anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. And then if I'm, like, doing, like, an obstacle racing style workout, then it'll be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. So the big question is, is, is how do how do your daughters and wife and family love seeing dad on American Enjoyer? Uh, they love it. Uh, my daughter, Brianna, she loves the show so much. Like, at playgrounds, like, no matter where we're at, Every slide is a warped wall. Like, she never calls them slides. She's like, Dad, check me out on this warped wall. It's like she tries to run up it and stuff like that. Um, she likes training with me for American Ninja Warrior. She'll, she's learning how to slack line and things like that. Um, she she wants to be on the show one day. My wife, she's always supportive of it. She, she loves seeing me out there doing something I love. So. You know, I think that's what I think that's what helps immensely is, is basically having the support of you know of your wife and kids and family, and that's how I am on this side. You know, I I know my wife comes out and takes photos and, and things of like that. Actually, she got some photos for you the the other year, and uh, I think that's great that that your family's so supportive. Do they do they like traveling? Or you know, do they do they mind the traveling out to all the events or uh, how does are you guys you guys? I mean, I guess it's quality time for all of you guys, regardless of if you're traveling or if you're at the event. Right. A lot of times they don't um, travel with me. Like, they, it depends. Like, I'll, I check out the venues and stuff. Like, I know if, like, this venue's going to be really muddy or it's supposed to be raining or something like that, then they'll usually stay home so they're not running out around out there in the rain with me. Um, but they do. Like, they'll travel uh, if it's, like, you know, within a couple hours. If I'm just going to be there a day, then they'll travel out there. Um, but a lot of times, like if it's an overnight race, like if there's it's a two day race or something like that, then I'll I'll usually just go by myself. And uh, you said you said uh, you work hard, obviously, to get sponsors for all of those things. And I once I recently encountered uh, somebody somebody uh, tagged my profile and asked if the fact that I have all these sponsors was lame or if it was cool and. Uh, you talked about earlier about almost not being able to race, you know, for the season because of sponsorship. How 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 do you feel about? I, I have multiple sponsors. I mean, I'll, I'll come right out and say it. I have, you know, actual sponsorships with signed contracts, and then I have ambassadorships. But these sponsors, not only do I believe in, I love their gear, but they help me out, you know, from head to toe. I got you know everything from sunglasses to sneakers to socks, the socks that I've worn my entire, you know, my entire racing career that, you know, I'm not sponsored by and things of that nature. How, how do you feel about that, Sean? Like, how, how do you feel about acquiring sponsors and working hard for, for sponsorships to assist you with racing? Yeah, um, I definitely, you know, I love being sponsored. Um, I definitely choose my products, too. You know, I've had, I've gotten offers from companies and I've been like, you know, no, I can't really do that just depending on what their products have been um but yeah like i mean everything like you know athletic state compression gear i love that stuff and you know i sleep in those pants all the time because it helps my legs heal faster um i definitely wouldn't be you know taking a product that i didn't like didn't use um beat elite and i love beat and uh 
you know, the nitric oxide boost I get from them. Um, mm-hmm. Shoes, I was like, I have to, you know, my big thing, I wanted a zero drop shoe. If I was going to take a sponsor, you know, I'm not going to take a shoe that I don't like. So Born to Run, they got me my shoes. Um, core power, protein, got to have protein. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, like I said, there was there were some shots taken at, at my account, and most of the people, most of the people that follow my accounts, you know, basically told this this other person, you know, like, what's your deal? Like, the guy works hard for everything he has. It's not it's not that it's lame, you know. It's multiple sponsors, and like you said, it's things that set you up and things that you believe in, things that you use. And I was the same way. I, I run Zero Drop as well, and that's where you know I acquired Topo Athletic. I'd seen them for a while, and you know, it's all it's all about choice and 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 what you what you enjoy. But you know, I just I just wanted to see what your aspect was, especially since you know we were on we're on a team together, Athletics Eight, like you said, you know, you sleep in that gear. I religiously wear that gear every you know as much as I can when I work out and race and everything. Because like you said, the benefits are amazing of it, and uh, I, I I do the same. And I just wanted to touch base and see get perspective from somebody else. On on what it was like to have multiple sponsors because you know I mean that's 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 how it is and I think and correct me if I'm wrong Sean but I think having multiple sponsors just keeps you keeps you in the game working as hard as we do constantly you know understanding that that's what we're we're working for not just self achievement but you know for everybody else that relies on us. Right, yeah, and I mean, it becomes like, you know, you kind of look at it like a job, you know, I have to do this, you know, this company is relying on me to represent them at what I'm doing, so, yeah, it definitely pushes you to work harder, because um, you want to represent them well, for sure, and, you know, like, I I don't mind the multiple sponsors, nothing wrong with that to me, I, you know, I mean, there's some guys, they just hop from sponsor to sponsor mm-hmm. to sponsor, you know, that's kind of crazy to me, but, um yeah, I mean, if you got some good sponsors and stuff, all my sponsors that I've ever had, that I still got them. You know, it's the same sponsor that I've always had. I'm not, you know, jumping different products. And, you know, whoever's going to give me the best deal, I not flat out told them that. I was like, it doesn't matter if a company offers me a better deal. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not out there looking. You know, if I have a compression sponsor, I'm not going to another compression company and saying, hey, this company gives me this. You know, can you do this right. for me? It's not like that. Right. As long, and as long as you're working hard for the company, you know, that stuff improves, too. I've got sponsorships that, you know, they didn't pay in the beginning. They were, I was just getting product, and now those sponsors are, you know, paying for different things and stuff. So, I mean, you know, as long as you're good to your company, you know, and you have to have a good product, go for it. Awesome. All right, Sean. So, is there, real quick, i got about a minute left. Um, is there a place where people can go if they want to, if they want to check out one of your workout plans? Um, yeah, I usually manage all that stuff through my athlete page. It's just um, facebook.com slash Sean Clayton OCR, um, or you can look on Instagram at Sean Clayton Athlete, and you can find my profile there. But that's pretty much where I manage all my personal training, just through messages and stuff like that on that page. That's perfect. Sean, I want to thank you for being on the show. I'll be in contact with you in a little bit, okay? All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. All right, so again, you've, you've been listening to Beyond Ultra. We ran out uh, almost out of time, so it was a really good show. Beyond Ultra with me, David DeHound Liggett. Today is uh, January 14, 2016, and I was talking with Sean Clayton, and I want to thank Sean for being on the show. So if you guys get a chance, check everything out. Take care. <laughs>